I like it better when I can't see you also. That's really mean. Mm-hmm. It's our thing. It's an immersive view. Ooh, we could be in a photo. It shows gallery. the inside of your butthole. <laughs> Shut up. It's really immersive. This has got to be in the episode, right? Like, this is all gold. <laughs> okay, I'm starting the episode. Are you ready? But we'll, we'll keep the butthole joke. It's really up to the podcast gods, the godcasters, <laughs> the godcasters. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to I'm 40% Podcast. Oh. Woo! I'm sorry. I'm a, d- a little... I'm, just, I'm running behind. I can't focus. With, with me, as always is my um, biological son, who's also my non-biological best friend. You figure it out. His name's Nick Sahoya. He's super funny to some. And here he is. Interesting, if true. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. You know, I'm at that (laughs) point in the, um, I'm at that point in the rehearsal process with the Jinx and De La Holiday show about to. um, Plugs, plugs, uh, plugs. Yeah, yeah, about to take 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 off. Um, we're about to do our previews in Detroit, November seventh and eighth, and <laughs> I don't know when this episode comes out. Whatever. The point is, my brain's a little frazzled, I and um, I don't together. even have the hardest job in this production. But my brain's pretty frazzled just being a writer and and an actor in the production, you know. Who has the hardest job? The person who has to deal with you? <laughs> well, the correct answer and the answer to your question is it's both Gala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, but we got to figure it you? out. How are you? Why is your brain frazzled? Um, I don't know. Spill, dish. I I didn't really go out all Halloween weekend, but then I uh, went out why? to... I went out to karaoke on Monday with Kyle Buchanan. Uh, past on Halloween the Eve? Halloween Eve, yeah. And All Hallows Eve Eve? And um, we got there kind of late, so we didn't get to sing until the very, very end. And I kept thinking I was about to go up, so I, I just had too many drinks. Because I was like, well, I'm at this bar. Oh, I, I don't, no. Yeah. And you were drunk for your song. And yeah, was and a I, huge fucking, letdown. I fucking killed it, mama. Oh, wow. Everyone wanted to suck my dick. I was really drunk. Jesus That's just kind of my memory. <laughs> Might not have been was, exactly how it happened. That felt aggressive. But yep. you told me to do something, so no. Anyway. <laughs> and then this morning, I opened up my window, as I do in L.A. in the morning when it gets uh-huh. warm. And um, there was a praying mantis on my office window. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then um, I had to close it just now because of street noise. And you the praying look. mantis 
was still dangling on the window. <laughs> and I was like, buddy, you need to move or you're going to get squished. So I had to like close it very slowly so that it like pushed his butt. And then I had to blow on his butt so he would move. He was really enough, mad at me. Enough about your last grinder hookup, my God. Um, listen, I've never hooked up with a praying mantis. I would not have a head if I had done that. But have you blown on a butt? I've blown on a butt. Mm-hmm. But some people also they you're only... queer, so you would have hooked. You would have probably hooked up with a male praying mantis, and only the and only they don't the bite female, off the heads. I think only the female praying mantis. Um, <laughs> praying mantis. <laughs> Are they? Do they look different? The, the the male. I'm praying sure mantises? it's size. I'm sure mm. they're smaller. This that's, one was pretty big. She might have been a lady. That's how it is with spiders, at least. Like most female spiders are larger than the male spiders. Or I could be generalizing. I don't know any of this crap. I know enough to think that my best guess is a male praying mantis is a little smaller than a female. Mm. because okay. she has to be able to kill him afterward. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. If it was a if it was a fair fight. Then... Why is that do you think? Does she eat the hmm does she question. eat the male? Is it nutrients? She eats for the, the male for sure. Yeah. What is this instinct? Where did Why it don't come we do from? It? Are they just smarter <laughs> than humans? Than us? Yeah, they don't realize do that you... we should be eating Oh my gosh. The men. <laughs> That actually ties in nicely to this It does episode. tie in today's episode, <laughs> oddly enough. No so let's get up. All I was going to say is you should look up um, if there's any significance. You know, like, there's significance. If a ladybug lands on you, there's significance. If a crow pecks at your window, there's significance. If a blue jay lands in your yard, you should see if there's significance with a praying mantis on your um, windowsill. <laughs> It might mean three more weeks of <laughs> summer in this apocalyptic hellscape. I think you're wrong. Um, I think it's just a bug. <laughs> That's rude. So, let's no. go on with it. <laughs> so let's get... I, I live I'm trying in to trees. help you out. There's trees outside of my door. Animal Crossing creatures live out there all the time. I see little hummingbirds and little little butterflies all the time. That's it was just a praying mantis today. But if you're going to just shirk off the significance of wildlife. Oh. <laughs> okay. So, so today's the, episode, episode is called... anything written down. Okay, do it then. The episode is called Amazon Women in the Mood. <laughs> Original air date, February 4th, 2001. There's no cold open. We have a Chiron that says... Secreted by the comedy bee. <laughs> this is really weird. It's so weird nope. and absurd. I it's like it. It's not weird at all. It's exactly my kind of Chiron. I give it five Chirons. <laughs> oh, really? I only give yeah, it four. It's a my... little too weird for me. No, this is like my favorite kind of Chiron. <laughs> to me, there's just nothing to grab onto. Like, first of all, I'm reading it and I'm like secreted. This bee has oh, a secret. Don't blame this on, <laughs> on your. <hominins. laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> your lack of uh, understanding of the English language, and then you use the word homonym. So <laughs> I couldn't really finish that sentence. English major, bitch. I know it has to. It has to mean something. It got me a couple of jobs I probably shouldn't have gotten. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
I guess it worked at that Jimmy sense. John's. Yeah, um, Jimmy John's. You need, a, you need a BA. <laughs> let's go on with the episode. Jimmy John's a piece of shit. I just want to say that every time we bring up that uh, Mr. Jimmy, Mr. J- Mr. Mr. Jimmy John, John. <laughs> Mr. James John. Yeah, he hunts big game animals, uh, and he poses with their dead corpses, like rhinos, endangered rhinos and stuff. And one time. At the one I actually used to work at, a kid died on shift, and um, he wouldn't close the shop for the day. He made the kid's roommates come in and finish the kid's shift. He got hit by a a car on his bike. He's a horrible man. My friend Sarah called him on the phone, was able to get him on the phone, and explain, like, no, like, you're literally asking someone to come in and finish their friend's shift. Like, you can't do this. And he said, no, we can't close. Because if we close, that just, like, sets a precedent that we can be closed sometimes. It's like, dude, your employee died. Fuck you, Jimmy John. This was this this was one store, too, right? Also, yes. It's not like they were saying, shut down all the Jimmy Johns in a day of remembrance. He he couldn't see. He couldn't. They could have closed it for a few hours, you know? No. That would have worked. <laughs> and it sounds like finish the shift? It sounds like a half a day. They were asking. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, you Fuck might you, have the job. details of the story. Who knows? It sounds like, I mean, I don't need much to believe that a CEO is horrible. I so, don't think I Mr. have to say James allegedly John. for any of this because it's all firsthand it's okay. that I'm sharing the story of. I don't so miss I... the sandwiches anyway. I haven't had a Jimmy John sandwich in yes. Where's show me your chip? <laughs> how many, how many years Get since you've had a Jimmy John? I don't want to. L- let me say this. Preface <laughs> to this episode. I, I was excited to talk about this episode because I feel like this is an episode that people love. Uh-huh. Uh Um, and I think for a lot of people, this is like top tier, top five, no, maybe their number one episode. Uh-huh. And rewatching it, I was like a little overhyped. I think it's, Parasite's Lost was much, much stronger. I actually, I do agree with you. However, this is a strong episode. It's still good, of course. And I feel like I cannot, I haven't looked ahead at what all the episodes are this season. But I was thinking watching week, this. Next like, Angeline. <laughs> that's a pretty damn good episode. It's a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's like they were hitting their stride at season three, and that's when Fox stopped believing in them for some reason. It just didn't hit a broad enough market, you know? Yeah, it was too and good. It, but it's it's too good. It was like pearls before swine, truly. <laughs> um, but this episode, I was like worried about it being too dated as far as the feminist concepts no problems there. There's no. just there's just a racist joke about Mexico, like in an unexpected unexpl- <laughs> um, moment. Yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot but about that. Besides that, the like the feminist rhetoric is pretty sound and hilarious. I gotta say, <laughs> kind of is, yeah. And a, a lot of this really fun works. Fun fact: I don't. I mean, like, no spoilers. But B. Arthur is a guest. Um, voice actor on this episode and B. Arthur is a feminist icon um, and do you know why she's a feminist icon? Besides <laughs> Sorry, that was for B. Arthur. I tried to click it a couple times so the timing was off. I'm sorry. Do you know why she's a feminist icon? Uh, because um, she has so many silky <laughs> robes. 
I knew you were going to just throw something out about Golden Girls. Well, quick fun fact about Beatrice Arthur. Beatrice Arthur. That's her full name. She got her start on Broadway. I don't know if that was her start, but she was big on Broadway. Okay. Then she started doing TV acting in the show All in the Family with Archie Bunker. She was Mm -hmm. Archie Bunker's super duper liberal cousin female cousin Maud. she then got a spin-off show called and then there's Maud, which was revolutionary because i think it's like the late 70s 80s that era and Maud, the character on television has an abortion <gasps> that's why she's a feminist icon Early, early on in her career, she took a stance for women's rights. And then, um, you know, by the time she was in Golden Girls, it's kind of why Dorothy was the outspoken liberal, liberal one of all of them, because they based the characters off of the women playing them a little bit, you know, a little bit. Interesting, if true. <laughs> I hate you I so believe it's much. true. I believe it's true. I'm okay, just saying, go on I, can't, with the I can't independently Be verify Beatrice any Arthur. of this. She's also, cool. you know what that she's makes also me think in of? the cast recording of Three Penny Opera, which is one of my favorite shows. Um, she plays, who is it? Lucy. Uh, she's great. She's, she's also great. in the cast recording of the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, where she plays the uh, proprietor yes. of the Mos Eisley Cantina. <laughs> And she feeds a man um, through a hole uh, in the top of his head. So she, this is not. Do you know that song? This is not her first adventure in sci-fi is what we're saying. (laughs) The song goes like this. Just one more round. Because she has to kick everyone out of the bar because the stormtroopers are coming. You talk about this a lot and I never, I don't. Hey, I, I don't really enjoy the holiday traditions, <laughs> apart from the Jinx and Dela holiday special, which I oh love and I attend every year. <laughs> plug, but my plug, other plug, holiday plug, tradition plug, plug. is it's nice to take some mushrooms and watch the Star Wars holiday special <laughs> because it's pretty good. This episode of Futurama originally aired on February oh, Lord. 4th, 2001. Uh, and yeah, it starts off, Nibbler is licking himself. <laughs> and um, at the meeting, the Hermes is saying that he's he's hawking up hairballs. And he does. He hawks up a really big, gross hairball. But and he, like, so does Fry. Fry also does. Um, and yeah. for some reason, they elect that this is all a weird setup to say Zoidberg has to clean it up. And then when they go over to Zoidberg, he's seemingly Wait a second. Dead. Wait a second. You're glossing over an important deed to hell. Hermes says, now we all love Nibbler. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, so, are, what are they going to do? <laughs> they, really, they all love Nibbler. He is the office pet. Now we all love Nibbler, so it makes sense that we should all pitch in to clean up after him. <laughs> However, I like that we just make Zoidbird do, Zoidbird do it. Um, and yes, they, they, they start... Trying to get Zoidberg's attention, but uh-oh. He Fry doesn't Conley... say that, though, because he's dead. Yeah, Fry Conley says, he's dead. <laughs> 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 
and everyone kind of mourns loudly for a second. Uh, no, but then... it's just the professor. The professor says... They all oh, gasp. He, he, they all gasp. The professor says, he was so full of life, begging for scraps. And then the professor takes off his giant glasses for the first time ever, but covers his eyes and starts weeping. <laughs> like this. <laughs> he was really, he was like close to Zoidberg. They are we didn't, old friends. That is established. I mean, but he makes fun of Zoidberg just as much as everyone else, but they do have a deep friendship. Aww, revealed this, like, in this It's moment. just like you and me and your Zoidberg. <laughs> are you kidding um, me? Yeah. Uh, you so, smell like trash. <laughs> we're talking about two characters that smell bad, first of all. <laughs> But I smell like ointments and creams, and you actually smell like body odor. <laughs> I Look, am the professor. I don't want you calling out my hygiene when I didn't have time to shower before this episode and my hair looks so greasy. You look great. You look great. You. And you are someone who, like, a stinky armpit works for you. It doesn't work for me, mama. Uh, Zoidberg's not dead. He just walks in and he's so jiggly. It's really gross. <laughs> because he molted, why not? He molted. He molted. <laughs> and he wants to get a new shell, and that's kind of his adventure for this. But we we cut away from that. We don't need to know much about the shell adventure. <laughs> we, need to know. Uh, we cut away from that because Amy's cell phone is ringing and she runs into the other room and pulls it off the charger. And she takes off this. It's a little flip phone, but it's like the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> and this was a trope in the early 2000s, especially when cell phones were getting smaller and smaller. Until but we had the razor, the smallest. Exactly. And everyone had a razor. Remember but, the razor? Yes, did I remember the razor. razor. No, my mom razor. did. I had a razor. I felt Must so be nice. <laughs> but my point is that it's funny to me that the joke was the phones are just going to get smaller and smaller because no one could even conceptualize the iPhone. Like, no one could even imagine that a phone would be more futuristic than just smaller and still a flip smaller phone. With and a taking antenna. photos and able to take videos and, and all the things. And then it's like, and now they're getting bigger and then they get smaller again and then they get a little bit bigger and then you got iPads that essentially do what a phone does. So anyway, what's she the, answers the phone. She answers <laughs> the phone and it's just like weird grunting. It's like nervous grunting. That's how I would call it. And <laughs> yeah, that's pretty accurate. And um, <laughs> Leela, uh, she she hangs up. She's she's annoyed, and Leela comes Leela in. Leela comes and, running and saying, "What happened? Did you swallow your cell phone again?" <laughs> which is funny. And Amy says that uh, this person has been calling ten times a day for a year. <laughs> and she says. Here I am. I'm too terrified to even answer my phone. And the phone rings again and she picks it up and she's like, hello? Hello? <laughs> Cheerfully. He, he it, 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 We find out at this point that it's Kiff on the other line. Yeah, we cut to the other line and it's Kiff. And poor Kiff is so in love with Amy. And it's clear to us because in his teeny tiny, you know, he's like the deputy. He's like the second in command and he lives in a, like a closet. Is he the deputy well, or is he like an assistant to the general? That. 
It's that. That's it's that disgusting. joke from The Office. <laughs> you're not assistant manager. You're assistant to the manager. Zap shouldn't it be allowed within assistant range. <laughs> um. So yeah, Kiff is crying, and uh, Zap comes in, and he's saying something about going to the bathroom, and. Uh, he's like, oh, Kiff, you're crying like a woman. And I think his delivery there is really funny. And he, stop- he sits down. He's going to give Kiff some advice. It's good foreshadowing. <laughs> Actually, yes. It's very thematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kiff tells the story of how he met Amy. We get a little flashback to the Space Titanic episode, which was the, introdu- uh, the introduction Tell of me. the Kiff Tell and Amy me. ship. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, he has been calling her. He just hasn't been able to say anything. <laughs> Ten times a day, every day for a year. That's kind of cute. <laughs> I, li- I like how nervous Kiff is. I find it amusing. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to preface, um, I, I'm not going to spend the whole episode talking about how horrible Zap is. Zap has you a lot of very to, funny lines. Up, yeah. But um, I'm not going to spend the whole episode focusing on that. Let's just say a blanket statement that Zap is horrible. But it serves the comedy of this episode. I think what works in the case of Zap uh, for the whole episode (laughs) and then the boys sort of when they get to the Amazon planet, I think why it works is they will say a joke that is sexist and stupid and you kind of get to have your cake and eat it too because you laugh at the stupid funny joke. And then they'll get like kicked in the face by a high heel and you're like, okay, great. It's like we're not condoning this. We're saying this person's dumb. So you get to laugh so, at them getting hurt too. It's great. It's it's a good episode. And um lots of aspects of it I think are ahead of its time. But um we'll get we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> Zap realizes that Amy is affiliated with Leela. So because he gets... Leela's just standing there awkwardly in the photo. In the photo yeah. And then Fry's in the background staring at Leela. Um. <laughs> so uh, Zap gets the idea that he can uh, take them on a double date so that he can get closer to Leela because he's very selfish. That's why he's going to do it. Yeah. So he calls them to negotiate a date and he says, <laughs> I propose we go on 10 dates. Zero dates. <laughs> Nine dates. <laughs> Zero dates. Seven. <laughs> Zero. And Eight. then Amy says, <laughs> Amy says, please, Leela, I really like Kiff. And so then... <laughs> Leela says one date. Zap says two dates. Leela says zero dates. Zap says half a date. One half. This they is end up at one half. One <laughs> half. This is one of my favorite aspects of they're going on half of a double date. Uh, it's very if good. If it were me, I would. It, well, Kiff is not assertive enough to do this, but I would be like, hey, half of a double date is one single date. So we're just going to, me and Amy go. That's how I would do it. But Kiff doesn't have my swagger. <laughs> my boundless swagger. I mean, if, if Kiff had your swagger, they wouldn't be in a date negotiation in the first place. If, Ki- the date- if Kiff had your swagger, they would have already fucked and Amy would have been sick of him by now. <laughs> well, this is an interesting question. It's established in this episode that Kiff is very hot. Zing! Do you think if he had Boom roasted! swagger? Boom roasted! <laughs> I didn't even really hear it. Uh, so if <laughs> you'll Kif hear it did... in the playback, and you'll be like, "Boom roasted." Sure, great. Uh, if Kiff was like more confident, would he cease being attractive to the Amazonians and to other people? Is his meekness part of his appeal? 
No, I think it's that he has empathy and the other men don't. True. Meekness, think, empathy, I, what's the difference? <laughs> um, I've been trying to like boil down like uh, what is like the number one, like what's the one word you can say that's the number one like trait of toxic masculinity. And I think a lot of it stems from a lack of empathy. I agree. <laughs> okay, you're very smart. Um, so they go to the date. It's at the pa- <laughs> They go to the date. It's at the Palm de Orbit. And uh, it actually looks like a pretty cool restaurant. Like it looks I, like a good restaurant. Go it's there. got nightclub appeal. It's got a big band. It's got like techno-y. And they have karaoke. So it's yeah, like, it's like karaoke not, at dinner. It's a fun vibe. It's, but it's a classy karaoke. It's very classy. It's a bunch of rich people. My favorite part, we're jumping ahead to the karaoke, but Morbo is singing Funky Town at the karaoke, which is so funny in his voice. And then when he's I, done, he gets a standing ovation. <laughs> like, it's apparently amazing because this old okay. rich lady stands up and applauds him. <laughs> we, I love the wordplay at the top of the date because um, Zap's like, thank you for joining us for this deal. Half quarter shell. <laughs> quarter shell. Can you imagine them splitting up the oysters into quarter shell? You like oysters, right? I love oysters. I think they're gross. I think they're a gross thing to eat. You know, sea booger. Look, I was. What, at- what do you want from me at this point? Like, you eat plenty of things I don't like. You eat weird, gross things. I do not eat weird, gross things. How wh- how many times have you caviar po- uh, postmates <laughs> caviar to yourself this week? <laughs> how many not times? This I. I, I haven't I done that in a really long caviar time. caviar to yourself. <laughs> I, I haven't done that in a really long time. Okay, so shut up. <laughs> so what about oh, like a weird fish on a plate with the head on? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, oysters, uh, do you know that um, there are some that are saying because oysters and certain other shellfish and mollusks don't have a central nervous system that it doesn't technically count as like it's a meat it's a protein but like because it doesn't have a central nervous system some vegans are saying it's okay to eat them (gasps) i don't care what what's the joke we don't nobody cares what you have to say you're vegetarians (laughs) what's the line (laughs) you're vegetarians who cares what you think yeah exactly that's what i have to say those vegans by the way, Sergio, my partner, was uh, vegan the whole time we were dating, and now he's not. <laughs> and what are the differences you notice? Um, he's angry all the time because <laughs> he's full angry of angry all the blood. time now <laughs> yeah. because of the bloodlust. Okay, mm. on with the episode. <laughs> uh, Zap. Uh, uh, so Kiff brought flowers, and Zap chocolates. says, "No, that's a ter- and chocolates." <laughs> And he says, that's a terrible idea. So he takes the flowers and he eats the candy. Candy's for dorks. Give it to <laughs> Flowers he gives... are for dorks. Flowers no. are for dorks. As he, he says, flowers are for dorks. Um, he says, wrong, says wrong, 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 wrong. He says, candy he is for dorks. Can... No, he says, what is that? Candy? He says, Give candy it to me. is for dorks. I just watched no, it. No, he says, flowers is for dorks. He says, I just candy watched is for it dorks. too. Oh, my God. Play it back. No. Play it back. <laughs> Everyone will know that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, go on. 
So he no. shovels the candy into his he mouth. By the the way. Candy. And he has like, white why? gloves on. Like, he has white gloves on, like which makes it so gross. What a pig! <laughs> so he goes in there and he gives the flowers to Leela, who sets them on fire <laughs> and puts them out in a water. Oh wait, we established. Uh, we missed an establishing moment. Kiff says he's nervous about the date, so Zap hands him a little black book. He says, this is my book of pickup lines. Say as many of them as you can, as fast as you can. Don't, Don't for, stop any for any reason, reason. <laughs> stop reading them. So that's what Kiff has as his lifeline on this. Is <laughs> a so, little book from Zap. Uh, Zap says, this looks to be one disturbingly erotic date. And um, he won't let Kiff order any food because it's an expensive restaurant. But he orders two steaks <laughs> and for the ladies, some very sensual salads. And the ladies will have some very sensual salads with locale sensual dressing. <laughs> Amy is uh, indicating her interest in Kiff, but Kiff, he just really can't handle it. So he goes to the book of pickup lines and they're pretty funny. <laughs> He, uh, the first one, what was it? What um, was it? If, if I oh, if said I you were beautiful. If I said you would had you, a, if I said you had a rockin' body, would you take your pants off or something? And dance around a little. <laughs> and dance around a little. Now, in what context, first of all, we know that the only person Zap has ever had sex with is Leela. That's so, true. I forget that sometimes. So in what context, I mean, like, this is, book is probably a big proponent in that, but also, like, in what context... Why is Zap giving the, I mean god well Zap the joke is that me. the joke is if I said you have a beautiful body would you hold it against me right that's yeah, the actual would, pickup would line would you take your pants off and dance around a little and then Love the next that. one is I find the most erotic the most part erotic of the woman to the <laughs> to be the boobies <laughs> and of course Kiff's voice to be the boobies <laughs> Okay, wait, find, this is a good episode. I, fi- I find the most I find the most erotic part of the woman's body to be the boobies. <laughs> and then so. um, this is so funny and weird, but it sticks out in my mind. Amy goes, Kiff, and then Leela says Lieutenant, Lieutenant Croker. Croker. <laughs> but she says it like this. Lieutenant Croker. <laughs> like, <laughs> Lieutenant Croker. Like, it's it's just a funny delivery. I love Katie Seagal so much. Uh, they go to the bathroom, and this is a They're meme. They're ready to storm out, yeah. yeah. Wait, what but is they the go- meme here? Well, they, they have to conference in the bathroom. Yeah. And the meme is Leela putting the lipstick on with the laser. <laughs> because we all need those. I've seen it as a meme. I've seen it as a meme. On Grinder, it's a on Grinder, it's a gif you can send. Oh, you don't. Why are you sending gifs on Grinder? Listen, gifs express me in a way that words can't. <laughs> gifs are like, you know that like Zoomers think that it's cringe to send gifs, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, good thing I'm finally um, <laughs> 36 and don't give a shit. 
what other people think. <laughs> I love um, gifts. I'm so, sorry if that makes me square, Zoomers, but I'm 36 and I've earned the right to be cringe, okay? My thing that I do, even though it's cringe to Zoomers, is I say LOL in text because I never said LOL. Is that like when cringe L- LOL. Oh, yeah. fuck. I never said I, I LOL think when it was other... like a thing, but now I like using it kind of ironically. I think it's funny. I have caught myself starting and ending sentences with LOL. LOL, yeah. LOL as bookends. What is that all Sometimes about? Sometimes I'll is that start just... with a haha and then I'll end with an LOL. <laughs> That's a good one. I just, I've done that too. Also like... Oh my god. So if that's leave- cringe. I'm so fucking sorry. Good thing I'm not trying to sleep with 20 year olds. Like, half the time. <laughs> Go on. Say a funny thing. <laughs> Just because we're talking about grinder and age. Um, someone on Explore <laughs> messaged Not me on, on Grindr recently. <laughs> yeah. Not on and they clear they must have recognized me probably from this podcast. And they said, You're you're 35? I thought you were like 26. And I just sent them um an old man emoji. <laughs> someone said to me, I said I was um 36, and they said, I didn't think you were out of your 20s yet. And I'm like, I must be doing something right. Or we just had a really skewed idea. Well, I think we're aging slower these days or or, or just like, you know, our generation is a generation that started like giving a shit about what we put into ourselves. I mean, in some regards, am I right, baby? (laughs) And we moisturized. Boomers didn't moisturize. That's why they're all dying now. Oh my God. They just loved to dry out. (laughs) They would bake in the sun while they smoke. You ever see like that old like nudist at the at the nude beach, you know, like a boomer nudist. He's always like very crispy like bacon. (laughs) Go on with the actual And I'm not talking about one specific boomer nudist. I'm just talking about generally speaking. Every nude beach has a couple. This cannot be tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So they are ready to storm out, but um they are stopped because Kiff is singing beautifully a rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart. Once upon a time, <laughs> I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. The my years and the dupe boy's chorus will not fail me, will not be in vain. <laughs> so, now, um, it's it, this is actually working. Like, Amy wants to stay, and probably Leela will too, if she does. But then Except Zap for... <laughs> now, pushes him out of the way. There's a lot to be said about this next part. Now, first of all, Zap is doing a spoken word rendition of a song. That is a reference to William Shatner, yes. whose um, Zap's character is loosely based off of William Shatner's character in Star Trek. You know, like yes. a chauvinist. But he's like d- the disgusting version of Captain Shut up, Kirk. baby, I know it. Okay, so anyway, he sings a spoken, he, he speaks, sings the song Lola. Which I don't I remember the up. band. It's the yeah, Kinks. Now, the Kinks. Now listen, this song is about a young man having a sexual awakening with a trans woman. Oh, really? But he, f- 
Yes, but he freaks out, so she leaves because she hasn't got time for a young man who doesn't know who he is oh. or what he wants. And then he realizes too late that he like gave up something wonderful. And then he like the song ends with him being like, "Please come back to me, Lola." Oh, it's you got to listen to it, and um, I might be wrong. This is the way I interpret the song, and I've listened to it quite a few times because when I was a kid, I loved a Weird Al Yankovic parody oh of God. the song called what Yoda. Is gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even like Star Wars, but I liked this parody <laughs> called Yoda because he looks so like funny. a Muppet, but he's wrinkly and green. Oh, Yoda. Yo, 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 Yoda. That sounds very funny. Well, then we should talk, if that is indeed the uh, subtext so of the, the song, Joker, which I believe. The, first of all, the joke they're I, they're they're making a joke that Leela is mannish. Um, it's yeah, an ongoing and then the joke. Audience, so here's what I interpreted: is the audience like <laughs> sort of starts yelling and booing, like they hate it. And I sort of interpreted that as a dig at William Shatner's spoken word career. Like this is that's, how people would react. But that's now what I'm like, I think it is. Okay, so it's not them reacting to the song's subject matter. I think I was worried reacting... when you said that. No, I when he says he sickens me, it's just that like Zap is disgusting. My okay. guess then is Then I feel better. This is my best guess. The joke about the joke that's me being made in the song, I mean with the song choice, is that Leela is mannish. Yes. And then I think that's where that joke ends. And it okay. was just a good joke. For, I mean, it was a good song for this bit. My best guess watching the episode just now is that they are disgusted by his performance, not the song itself. Because it's so self-indulgent and bad. Yes. <laughs> okay. And it's a joke at William. I mean, like William Shatner's spoken word career was like very laughed at. Okay. So... Then I feel better. It, if there is deep coding of like transphobia there, I mean, we're going to have to talk about transphobia and Futurama with um, future episodes. So maybe we'll just save it. But personally, as a trans person watching that moment, and I hate saying that, as a trans person, okay, so everyone listen, everyone hold hands, hold, hold hands. <laughs> Are you done? Um, I, I didn't. I, I didn't feel like it was meant okay. to be offensive about. Well, that. good. Then I'm. Then I'm glad. <laughs> uh, so the audience does hate it, though, and they all they use all of the escape pods. They all just leave the restaurant in the escape pods, and <laughs> instead of taking the ladies home or calling a taxi for them, rather. I mean, they took um, their spaceships there. They could have just left in their own spaceships and left. Like how'd they get there? They had there? to get out really fast. They had to they get away from this performance. They took their spaceships there. Like I mean, they like, took their they took the escape pods and then no, they no, have no, like no. I'm talking about the planet like Leela. They flew and, there. No, I guess not. They must have taken a taxi right. because Fry has the Planet Express ship later. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess his only way out is to pilot the. I mean, they the could call another space taxi, right? But. Zap thinks well, he knows everything. That's what everyone wants but Zap. Zap decides to fly the space station restaurant just, I guess, all the way back to Earth. We are and reminded at the beginning of the episode that Zap piloted um, a cruise ship directly into a black into hole. A black hole. <laughs> we were reminded of that. And Zap says, yes, it was in all the papers. 
That's very funny. <laughs> so um, he sucks. He immediately crashes the ship. Uh, we cut back to Planet Express ship or, or Planet Express headquarters. And uh, Zoidberg has his shell catalog. She's a and bistro, he's try but she handles shell. like a steakhouse. <laughs> Zoidberg's shell catalog allows him to try on potential shell options. And what's very confusing to me is the shells are all the same. They just have like a, a Halloween costume on top of them. <laughs> so what's the point, right? It's so because because he's gonna put his lab coat on after, right? Like that's is I that mean, part we of his see shell? That in... <laughs> Is has it? he ever is taken it? it off? Has he oh ever god. taken is off his lab coat? Is it part of his coat? shell? Oh my god, is it part of his shell? Okay, Futurama maybe it's super so fans. Hard to, maybe it's so hard to find clothing that... But no, we've seen him rip his clothing off. Okay. Wait, have, we've, have we seen the... Have we seen... Um, have we seen him naked? The mating naked? episode? I feel yet? like every time he's naked, he... Have we seen the mating episode yet? Yes. Then yes, we've seen him rip off his clothes. Okay. So I okay. don't know what Not they're trying the to say here. I think they're trying to anyway, say these shells first... have the costume built on and he won't have to buy a costume. <laughs> the first costume is a bandito kind of from like an old Western. <laughs> and um, Bender, this is where we get the lore drop that Bender is Mexican. He says, I'm Mexican. I find that offensive. And I don't think they would do this joke now, but I personally don't yeah. mind that the robot is Mexican, even though no, jo- I Joan don't, DiMaggio is not. That's like, I not don't the part. Have an issue that's there. not the part I care about. Oh, the, when the that, two white I mean, people call each other a hot-blooded Latino—that's kind of the bad part. <laughs> no, I—I I mean, I am not Mexican, so it is not my place to have an opinion on this. My, the part that upset me was when, oh my god was when Bender opens his hatch and it says made in Mexico oh, in Spanish and the hatch drops off. You know, they're just saying it's shitty uh, craftsmanship. And that you was get the part that- from TJ and they fall apart. I don't know. I'm I kind of okay that. with and, it. I mean, and I mean, there's lots of jokes about American craftsman- craftsmanship True. being s- shitty. There's lots of jokes about Swedish craftsmanship a- being a shitty. So made that's why USA? I'm saying- No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that? That's, uh, yes. Oyster mallet? What is it? <laughs> Made in the USA. <laughs> um, no, so, thank you. <laughs> anyway, he tries on another one, and it's very clearly like a gay cop from the village people. And he says, Ooh, I like this one. It's like a summer guy. He's like a summer guy. Um, and but then the Hermes health, the health insurance his plan. Yeah. The health insurance a, plan will only let him get one. See, now, the one that they will allow him to get is the only one that, to me, makes sense. <laughs> because it's a different color from his original shell. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, go with that, because at least you're getting, like, a variation. But Zoidberg doesn't like it, and he walks no. off a sad, defeated, gelatinous, <laughs> <so> sloppy jiggly. mess. <laughs> yeah, it's really upsetting. So uh, we go to the uh, planet. Um, they're in the wreckage of the restaurant, and they're gathered around uh, a fire. And Kif says, <laughs> and Amy says, oh, it's always a line with you. <laughs> Which is my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. So they're just trying to survive on this planet. Um, yeah. And they don't know how they're going to get out of there. Uh, I don't know. 
Zap has an idea. He's going to woo the women with his little book of pickup lines. And oh, yes, I forgot. What I like is he says, I don't usually say this, but you are the most beautiful. Oh, well, we haven't trio. met the Amazon women quite yet. <laughs> oh, they, they, they go and hide first. Well, then um, we see the Amazon women and and he gets, well, he says, yeah, you're well, the they most go and hide. beautiful trio of gigantic women I've ever seen. I don't usually say this. Yes. The only thing that we skipped over that I wanted to mention is they do the joke um, from Jurassic Park where something big is coming. So you see the ripples in the cup. But then Leela looks into a puddle and there's ripples and it makes it the ripples make it look like she has two eyes. Did you notice? Oh, yes, yes. It was pretty cool. That's a funny little bit. And then the third ripples was Zap's belly because rule of threes. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, they they are then abducted by the Amazonian women. <laughs> okay, so back on Earth, Fry Well, not and... even on Earth. They're already flying there to the rescue, and the Planet Express ship is Wait, flying oh, yeah. like wild. Because oh, they, they call the restaurant when yeah. they're like, they should have been back from their half date. The restaurant says, <laughs> the restaurant, <laughs> the, the number you're trying to reach has crashed into a planet. Please take a note of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is something that happens. Yeah, and there's a pre-recorded thing for it, which I enjoyed. <laughs> um, and it, Bender does not want to go help, but uh, Fry convinces him by saying, for the senoritas? <laughs> Think of the senoritas. And he says, vamonos, and they go. It's pretty funny. Now, Fry cannot fly this ship at all. He's really bad at it. It seems like there would just be an autopilot. <laughs> also, I mean, we know there's an autopilot. <laughs> also, I mean, like... We've already learned that Amy can fly the ship in episode two. We've learned that the yeah, professor built the ship. Amy's on the planet. She can't fly oh, it. Oh, duh. Okay. Well, Professor can fly the ship. He built it. Professor How, is not invested in this for some reason. <laughs> he's not invested at all. He, he's still reeling from the shock of Zoidberg being dead. Okay, moving on. They get so, to the planet. They and get to the I planet. Like, I like the joke that they're like, they don't know where they are. They don't know what's going on, but they're looking for clues. Bender holds up a giant barrette and says, what's Yeah, this? like a pink flower barrette. <laughs> And Fry says, I don't know, but I think it has something to do with this. And he holds up a giant can of tab, which is such a stupid, dated... Like an 80s joke. Like it's an 80s joke. It's just showing the age of the writers, but I fucking love it. I don't give a shit. It's very stupid. It's very funny. And look, a lot of these jokes are very trapped in the gender binary, but they're mostly funny and they're mostly harmless. So I I find them pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they go they, they're all able to I find all I think is all the female voice actors had to agree to do this episode and I think you know who am I to say that they don't know what's funny because <laughs> this episode Bender, is very funny to me Brian Bender find the Amazonian <laughs> like main village and they are immediately captured as well because they're hiding in a lady's grass skirt um, and she just starts beating them over the head of the club. <laughs> yeah, this is where it begins. <laughs> so they're all captured, but um, Leela and Amy are allowed to be free because they're ladies. They're female presenting. They have certain rights that the men do not on this planet. Interesting. Yes. Um, <laughs> 
the men are uh, imprisoned and they are yeah. taken they are taken to the computer to um for a judgment and a ruling but on the way oh on the way we get a bunch of really they, funny they, dumb jokes Really funny dumb jokes, but the only important one is that they see um, women's basketball being played. <laughs> women's basketball. And they say, <laughs> we think that our good fundamentals make up for our inability <laughs> to dunk. <laughs> Which is the the pitch of the WNBA, you know? <laughs> and WNBA um, jokes were very, it was very an easy punching bag at this time, I would yeah. say. Fry Just that women it... were succeeding at sports. It was very looked down upon at the time. <laughs> Fry. Yeah. How dare they <laughs> have their own sports? Um, so Fry makes a derogatory remark. He's beaten with a club. Yeah, they always they get hit up... when they say something sexist. No, I have to, I have to talk about a couple of these because there's the comedy club. <laughs> it's called... It's called the the drollery domicile. <laughs> and she says it's a different kind of comedy club where jokes aren't about stereotypes and they don't punch down, basically, not in that exact phrasing. But I'm like, great, I want to go to this comedy club. I'd rather do this comedy club than any fucking comedy club in California, but whatever. <laughs> and then we go, yes, to the big temple of the femme pewter. It looks like a big ancient uh, statue of a lady and she's got smoke coming out of her tits. And on the inside, it is revealed that there's a big computer the size of a wall, and this is who tells them what to do. And it is voiced by the legendary B. Arthur. May she rest in power. God, she's amazing. Feminist she's so icon. Great. Honestly, uh, for the first half of her appearance in this episode, she doesn't get a lot of like funny jokes, but everything she says is just elevated because it's her, and she's finding she, the humor. Well, in it. that's the thing is like she does have. A- funny jokes but it's all in the delivery it's not in the writing it's funny because she's naturally able to just take a dry line and make it hilarious like she does when she says did you explain to them that the women's (laughs) fundamentals make up for their inability to dunk yes we did and they still laugh the men must die (laughs) (laughs) i tried to get uh her saying that will not fempute, but I couldn't get a, a clean take of it anywhere. So I've got to, got to get the those audio files from Kevin. I'm gonna hit him up now. So she, the femputer, essentially to cut to the chase a little bit. She's she's gonna make her decision, but we have a reveal of <laughs> what they call sex on this planet, and it's kind of just a a legendary thing. It, it raises the, men the question died out a long time ago. Yes, the men died out the same time that the femputer. The they elected the, the femputer because she, <laughs> she was a, a different she kind of a, politician. She, she wasn't, wasn't a an insider. insider. <laughs> now, that is funny, but that's also how Trump got elected. Exactly. Um, that's, <laughs> but hey, that's this gay. woman is also a con person. And look, <laughs> I hate our establishment politicians as much as anyone else. But I will just say... Just because someone is not an establishment politician doesn't mean they're not also a con person. So let's stop putting our faith in people who are just trying to yeah, run for their we, own why profile. Why did we make a business person 
No, I mean, not we. I had nothing to do with him being elected. I actively tried to stop it from happening. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, uh, the little, uh, femputer, she's, okay, Computer. so they review, they reveal that, it, uh, um, sex is called snoo-snoo on this planet. And then yes. if you kind of think about it for a moment, all the women on the planet at this time are about the same age. So this is probably the last generation that was born mm. on this planet. And they oh. reveal that the last men on this planet died by crushed pelvises, which is a little foreshadowing. But basically my thought is, is the older generation of Amazonians, maybe they are in a different village, maybe they are deceased, but this is the gener- the current generation of Amazonians, and they need those spermies to have future mm-mm, Amazonians. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no, no. Don't say spermies. So they are sentenced Why to... Why can't I say... They're going to get they, fucked to death. They need that male ejaculate. I don't think I would enjoy getting fucked to death. <laughs> they seem pretty excited about it. <laughs> but I feel like after the first night, it would be pretty unpleasant. Baby, it's going to blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> after you come the first time, you're just going to be all sore and raw. <laughs> okay, stop it. Kip is... I'm just I'm saying, it wouldn't be that fun. I don't know why they're excited. Is there something wrong with saying spermies, or do you just think it's gross? Is there something inherently wrong with it? <laughs> it's disgusting. Okay, Kiff is the only one who is. Why are you worried genuinely... it's problematic to say spurbies? Are you doing a check-in that you didn't say something cancelable? <laughs> Kiff is actually scared uh, of mm-hmm. of dying by sex, and Zap says, "What are you gay?" She <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh. But my that's thing toxic is, masculinity it's in a nutshell. <laughs> what are you gay just because you, you don't, don't want to die. die by being fucked to death? Um, so I guess this is sort of where the episode probably kicks into high gear for most people. But for me, this is where I stopped kind of caring because the whole joke for the rest of the episode is they're excited to fuck, but they're also scared that they're going to fuck. And I feel like they yeah. just kind of do that for the rest of it. So let's talk about it's fine because it's fine. We, we, mo- we move on to better things. Um, yeah, there's Bender's still funny task. lines along the way. <laughs> And Bender okay, has so, been released because he doesn't have a dick, so they can't fuck him yeah. to death. Now, but I feel like Leela they can has, fuck his antenna. Leela has a great line trying to advocate for not killing the men. She says, please, Femputer, I agree, men are scum, but most of these guys are kind of my friend. <laughs> so Bender gets out of it. Leela and Amy are going to come up with a way to save the men. Amy mostly to save um, Kiff, I'm guessing uh, Leela cares most about Fry, and and Zap is just getting <laughs> Zap is getting the benefit of being there. Um, so they come up with a plan. First, they send Bender to interface with the Femputer, trying to um, override its uh, programming. And then um, they come up with an eye. Oh, Leela decides she's going to attack the Amazonians, but um, she's woefully ill-prepared. <laughs> Bender with the femputer, though, um, we get kind of a Wizard of Oz moment. We get the yeah. peek behind the curtain. She's Pay no just attention pulling to the a bunch man behind the curtain. It's a. Well, it's, he, a... it's funny because him interfacing with it is just him hitting it with a pipe, <laughs> and yes. that causes a big door to open. And he sees the fembot um, pulling all the levers and trying to 
and operating the computer. And then she reveals her backstory, and it's brilliant. She says, I came from a world that was run by a chauvinistic man bot that was actually, um, sorry. A femputer who was actually a man bot. Let me start. I I didn't practice, but I have to do this line perfectly. Okay. I come from a planet that was run by a chauvinistic man-pewter who was actually a man-bot. Do you have any idea what it's like being a fembot living in a man-bot's man-pewter's world? What? (laughs) (laughs) And that's what Bender says. What? (laughs) It's good stuff. All I mean, all the B. Arthur stuff is absolute gold. So it's still a great episode. Absolute gold. Back with but, the um, Amazonians in the snoo snoo chamber. One great thing we cut over, <laughs> and this is just a sort of men and women are different joke that ended up actually being really funny to me. When Bender is sneaking into the Femputer's temple, he hears the two guards talking, and it's like, "Oh, you look good. <laughs> How do I look? I look fat. No, you look good. Tonk, look fat." <laughs> Okay. It's funny to me. <laughs> okay. Now, back at this new snoo chambers, Amy has disguised herself very poorly and crudely, yeah. I might add. Just as an Amazonian. On bamboo sticks. But apparently it works enough to get her into the snoo snoo chamber. She you rescues Kiff. They go running. Um, because they are small, they're able to slip through a crack into the femputer's chambers where all the Amazonians arrive to tell the femputer that they've escaped. The femputer starts saying, leave me alone. Come back in a while. And then you hear her making out with Bender. She's like, yeah, they're fucking in there. And then Bender starts talking on the mic, too. And they don't seem to care that it's a completely different voice. Ooh, I'm the scary femputer. Release the prisoners and bring me gold. Lots of gold. What does femputer want with gold? And then the fembot says back into the microphone, You heard the man. (laughs) (laughs) One of my favorite lines of the whole episode. Because of all the buildup, all the context, all the feminism we've heard, and then in the end, the fembot just falls in love with Bender and lets him walk all over her. It's horrible and it's so fucking funny and it's all expressed in that one line. Bring me gold. What do you want with gold? You heard the man. <laughs> just, we I cut just, back. It's so it's so well written. It's the just so fucking funny to me. The I prisoners just... are released. You the heard prisoners. the man <laughs> into the femputer mic. And then they start making out some more. The prisoners are released. We cut back to Planet <laughs> Express. Bender is full of gold. And Leela's, Leela has a funny thing where she's like... Um, I can't believe that uh, the love between a man bot and a femme bot ended up saving the day. And Bender goes, yeah, yeah. If she calls here, I'm not home. <laughs> Bender's horrible. Um, Bender didn't learn a lesson. Doesn't seem like Fry and Zap learned lessons either because they're no, in their they're just broadcasts. In a cast, yeah. um, and they're just happy to have had sex because they're losers. 
And then um, the happy ending here is that Kiff and Amy's relationship has taken a big step closer. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to fuck. It's a very horny yeah, episode. Yeah, it's heavily implied. Now, <laughs> they're gonna fuck. overall, I find this episode funny. I don't find it... I think you were right. It's not as much of a diamond as Parasite's Lost. However, the joke is like... It's not an S tier. It is simply an A tier. That's all I have to say. Yeah, it's it, but it, it's a good A tier. Um, it's a good A tier. And um, I, I really like it. I really, like I said, for the whole feminist plot line to come down to B. Arthur saying, you heard the man. I just think it's so funny. And it's... It's just really good comedy. And I hope this episode was written by a woman. I don't know. I hope I the lead writer on this episode, it probably wasn't for the time and knowing the Simpsons writing, I mean, the, the like Matt Groening writing team at the time. Oh, so the, probably thir- the 32 wasn't. white guys. <laughs> I hope maybe. All very talented. Maybe, but <laughs> if I were giving the benefit of the doubt, maybe they brought in a female writer as a consultant. Maybe they brought in a guest hey, writer. Hey, go get know. me one of them females to consult on this episode. <laughs> but who knows? It's, uh. it's a good episode. I find it funny. Um, hey, hey, let me ask you something. Who are you going to fuck? Who do you want to ask me? <laughs> who am I going to fuck this episode? <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, first I'm gonna fuck the most beautiful women in Amazonia, then, <laughs> then the, the large, large women, <laughs> then, then the, the petite. petite women, then the large women again. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? I guess the petite women because I feel like it would do the least amount of damage to me. Are you okay being a soft top? <laughs> That's probably what mm. you are already. Are you a lazy soft top? I'm not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I'm what's called a bossy bottom. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, we're going to have another episode next week. The as we can... I just didn't feel like I hit the soundboard enough this episode. I wanted to do a couple. Um, what about... What about... No, no, I'm done. Go ahead. Um, next week, what are we? What are we watching next week? We don't tell them what we're watching next week. I we don't think do we that. should. We had we the last couple episodes, and it's been no. good. Well, whatever. We <laughs> um, we're watching another episode next that. week, so we'll be here if you want want to listen. Okay. Um, in the meantime, thanks so much for listening to this one, and have a futuristic day, everybody. Wow, 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 wow,